Welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast um, Self Evolution Regardless. And if you're wondering why I'm talking um, at a very low tone right now, mellow, it's because it's nighttime right now and everybody's quiet, so I'm gonna have to keep um, as low as possible. And uh, hopefully my voice doesn't sound that bad because I've been sick uh, these couple of days and it's been recent since my nose is running and my throat is dry, so I'm trying not to cough or making uh, or making any gross nose n- noises. <laughs> so anyway, without any further ado, I don't want to discuss you already, but uh, let's go ahead and talk about this. So I don't know if I uh, already said this, but I'm pretty sure I said or mentioned or promised before in previous episodes that I was going to talk about the flying monkey and dedicate an episode to the flying monkeys of the narcissist. Well, here it is. Today's your lucky day. So, um, this article is from Mindology... Oh, mindcology.com and it's entitled The Narcissist's Flying Monkey. The process of recruiting a flying monkey. This is what the article is talking about. So, and there are four steps into this and we're going to go ahead and talk about each individually and have our personal interpretation in this. So number one is... um, Feeling them out. So, the narcissist has most likely kept close tabs on minor uh, complaints or spats you've had with others. They will use this information to try to gauge it, to gauge if a person is capable of becoming a monkey. Much like recruiting new cult m- members, The narcissist will use their arsenal of manipulation tactics to generate support from someone in your social network and underline in your social network, okay? They are now on his or her side being spoon-fed information to further um, aggravate Oh, sorry, uh, to further a negative opinion of you. And this is what they'll do. They will recruit people from your social network and uh, come up with rumors and lies about you and seek empathy from them and uh, being petty, (laughs) obviously, and pitiful. So that the people on that you you had you used to have as friends are now on the narcissist side. And remember, the flying monkey. The term actually I think is originated from the tale, The Wizard of Oz. Uh, the flying monkeys are those monkeys which fly, literally, uh, recruited by the wicked witch of the west. If you know that, at least I actually came upon knowing this from the movie. Like, I didn't really read the story, unfortunately. But yeah, okay. Number two is using monkeys to spread rumors. This is like level two. 
This is often the first and primary goal of the flying monkey's process. The narcissist will find those who are close to their target and try to spin or manipulate facts about situations or events to create a rumor. This can be anything from cheating on an exam to cheating on a lover with multiple people, lying, thievery, or whatever other rumor the narcissist believes will be best believable to their monkeys while causing their target as much emotional and mental harm as possible. Right. It's always about the manipulation and always being, having to be superior and having to show up as this really boastful, um, like, pretentious person and someone who is extraordinary. But someone who's cunning and manipulative and will seek to destroy people. They target specific people. People who have genuine care over others, genuine empathy, willingness to help, you know, not just superficial charm. Okay, the narcissist will use their superficial charm to do this, to manipulate people and to come up with rumors and lies and do whatever it takes to basically, um, cause as much emotional and mental pain to the target as possible. And this is painful to even read, honestly. You can say this is plagiarism, like I'm literally copying and pasting the article and just reading it aloud, but this is my research and I'm only like trying to interpret what's being written and trying to comment on it. You know, I'm not I can't paraphrase this stuff, okay? I have to read it as it is because I don't really have the original ideas. At least I'm referencing the stuff that I bring because I don't like to steal other people's work and put it in my name like many people do. So at least I'm referring to the references that I have here, but only like commenting, you know, just to, just to make a clear point here. <laughs> so, um, okay, closing the parentheses, now let's move on. And step number three is, or way number three, is using monkeys to spread abuse. So, sorry, um, the next step of the process often is often to spread rumors to gain the ability to execute the second goal of using monkeys to help abuse their targets. Some of the rumors spread will be aimed at destroying the social circle around the target. This allows the narcissist to whisper in the ear of the monkeys to carry out emotional and mental abuse tactics like ostracizing them, ignoring them, being rude or hateful to them, or completely tearing their self-esteem apart. This allows the narcissist to enjoy knowing that their target is suffering without them having to do the dirty work. Holy shit, this is really evil. This is dark and evil. Like, they don't... They don't... They're clever in this. They're really clever. They're making sure they're not the ones who are doing the dirty work. Now they're actually recruiting the flying monkeys to do the dirty work for them. So they're destroying the targets you know, emotional and mental capability and self-esteem even, without them being directly involved. Like, wow. 
I'm getting ideas here. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Number four, using monkeys to pull in the reins. And reins is spelled R-E-I-G-N-S. Okay, so in some cases, narcissists will use flying monkeys as a way to rein in the source of the narcissistic supply. They will use the monkeys as go-to guys and gals to rem remind the target why the narcissist was so wonderful, overlooking and glossing over any flaws that might be presented. In these scenarios, narcissists will make a plea to friends and family members to persuade the source into speaking with them again. Getting the opening to the source is all that is needed as the narcissist will then use their charm and wit and lure the source back into compliance if the need be. Right, so this in this case, this is another way to explain hoovering, actually. And the, the hoovering tactic here is used by the flying monkeys, by recruiting the flying monkeys. So whenever the scapegoat, let's say, or the target has actually left this toxic circle of people, the toxic relationship of the toxic people, um, they will make sure to plead, okay, in a sort of like a plea. They'll make pleas to family members and friends to persuade the source to speaking with them again. And again, it's without being directly involved. It's just doing the dirty work from a distance. And this is basically hoovering. Hoovering the scapegoat who, es who escaped for their lives or who left the toxic group and its toxic vibe by choice. But of course, a narcissist loses supply at that point and they don't like it, so they have to uh, get back, you know, get that person back into contact. And that's when they will also recruit the flying monkeys to do that for them. You know, because they're loyal fucking servants to the, f to the narcissist. And yeah, so, wow, I'm really, <laughs> this is so fucking evil. Okay, so these were sort of like the four ways or strategies or steps where the narcissist will hire or recruit the flying monkey to do stuff for them and to harm the source as much as possible. I have a second article talking about this and it's entitled How Flying Monkeys Help a Narcissist and How You Can Save Yourself. And this is inspired by the article entitled the Flying Monkeys, Help a Narcissist, and How You Can Save Yourself from TheMindsJournal.com So, let's begin. These are all evil sidekicks of the narcissist who continue to torment you even if you try to break all contacts from the culprit. This is basically the definition of the flying monkey. They're the evil sidekicks of the narcissist who continue to torment you even if you try to break all contacts from the culprit. And the reason why they're doing it is because they, they got the pity from the narcissist who's a very professional master actor or actress in getting the attention of people. 
Okay, so they got the attention of the narcissist, and they're working on their side to torment you, even when you try to break all contacts from the culprit. It can be particularly heartbreaking if these flying monkeys are your mutual friends or your close friends or even members of your family. It is. It is definitely heartbreaking. It's definitely sad and honestly, like, really, really... How do we say it? Uh, irritating? Pissing off? Yeah, it's definitely a big one. So... These are, so what I extracted from this article is ways you can save yourself with. So we have one. Uh, three, and I have a personal conclusion at the end of this. Big ones, actually. <laughs> so let's begin. Uh... One way you can save yourself, first of all, is you can ban the narcissist from your life. Totally. Fucking totally, right? Block all mediums of contact and establish an absolute no-contact policy. You know what? Actually, I think we're going to dedicate an entire episode for no-contact because it's definitely something big, important, crucial, essential, vital to talk about and it's a big topic and it's serious okay so i will devote an episode for no contact i can't tell you when for sure because things happen and life happens and you know i can't really be sure when but be sure you'll find an episode on no contact anytime soon okay so Let's continue on with this. So, block all mediums of contact and establish an absolute no-contact policy. But, all that won't be enough if they have decided to keep bothering you if they have an army of minions who want nothing more but to please them. The flying monkeys. If they have the flying monkeys keep who keep on bombarding you and bothering you, then they will keep on bombarding you and bothering you until you give in and you come back. That's my interpretation. Uh, let's continue with this article. So even if they can't reach you, reach out to you, sorry, through social media or your phone, they'd still want to know everything that's happening in your life. They're nosy. They're really annoyingly nosy. And if you don't give them that access, they will engage someone else to do their dirty work. So the narcissist here, if they can't reach you through social media or your phone, they will hire someone to do their dirty work for them. Number two is another way the narcissist and their minion can make your life hell is by... Spreading gossips about you in bad faith. They'd use any and every opportunity to malign your name. They'd foul mouth you to friends, family, and colleagues. This can get emotionally and mentally exhausting if you have to keep dodging false accusations, which attack your integrity and your ethics. I remember seeing so many people posting on social media 
support groups. And they talk about how the narcissist even dares. One time I saw a woman talking about her narcissistic ex who dared sending her a bouquet of flowers to her job. And he tells her in the paper, I love you. What the fuck? Like... Seriously, who does that? The woman already, she explained in the, like, uh, like, as background information, she explained that she broke up with him and it's been a while. But he comes back right there and he knows her job and where she works at and he sends her the bouquet of flowers telling her he loves her. What the f- What kind of fuckery is this? Like, seriously. My god. And it gets to that point, and even worse, actually. Even worse. Now let's continue with the article. As hard as it is to keep ignoring false accusations, it is even worse when you get to hear something which you told someone in complete confidence. Listen to this. Being repeated to you by a mere acquaintance. Or should I say coincidence? Oh my god. People can't keep secrets, can they? I can't even comment on this. This is shocking. Um, so, next is, uh, not number three, but just next, like, paragraph in this, number two. Uh, there can be many reasons behind such behavior on their part. First and foremost is that they want to get under your skin and exposing you like this might be the surest way to further uh for them sorry to incite a reaction out of you they definitely want that reaction out of you they definitely want to seek and look for and spur that anger and irritability and frustration out of you they definitely want that that's Because that's going to fuel the flying monkey as well as the narcissist. So definitely they're looking out for that reaction coming out of you. Of course, if you're still acting like a wall, and you should be one, then they have no more reasons to bother you anymore. But it's definitely hard to do so because they keep trying and trying. These people are really, really stubborn. and, and, And surprisingly enough... They're very ambitious into getting you back, weirdly. If they're not ambitious in their own lives, they don't hesitate to ruin someone else's life who refuses to go back and into being in contact with them. They're ambitious and they're stubborn about it. Like, they will not quit. Like, remember the motivational advice to tell you, never give up? Yeah, they will never give up trying to get you back. Oh my goodness. Um, another reason... Uh, so this is from the article. Another reason could be that they are feeling vindictive and this might seem like just a revenge on them. <coughs> so basically, it's a game of <clears throat> of revenge here. I swear I don't want to clear my throat on the microphone or away from it, but I have to because it's really dry and I want to record this episode, so please don't mind. Right. Um. <clears throat> oh my god. Okay, so 
Anyway, basically, what this article suggests is just maintain your fucking cool. And I added the fucking word, so, yeah. I love cursing and I hate it at the same time, but what can we do? What what can we do? What can we possibly do? These topics always make me want to curse. So, please, if you do mind the cursing, you might as well leave. If you don't mind the cursing and you're just as angry as me... Please enjoy listening, and hopefully get something out of each and every episode that I produce. Thank you. Let's go. Number three. In the case that the narcissist abuser, narcissistic, sorry, abuser, is someone very close to you, part of your family, for instance, ignoring them might get a bit more problematic. Definitely. They'd make other family members believe that you are doing them something wrong. And it's not just about doing them something wrong. It's like literally committing a crime. They will make other people who are supposedly spectators of this whole thing, of this whole drama, as part of their fucking drama. And and then they'll make you sound like the one who's a criminal. Who needs to be chased down, hunted, and put, you know, uh, into arrest. You have to be arrested for escaping. You can't escape. And further down in this article, they say, <clears throat> As can be expected, they'd be great at painting themselves as the murderer, whereas you'd be insensitive person who's not uh, agreeing to their quote-unquote, well-meaning actions. Holy shit, this is so accurate. They are always making sure they sound like the martyr who's always looking out for you, always want the best for you, they're caring for you, they love you, they just cherish you and all the fucking bullshit, and they're always well-meaning to you, and their actions prove that. Okay, so if any of this is true, why the hell are people like us, the fucking scapegoats, who take all the blame, who take all the trash, be the punching bag for all the fucking bullshit, try to actually one time escape, and then you wear this fucking mask of of being so nice and so well-meaning, and so caring all of a sudden. Wow. I'm so impressed. This one time, this reminds me actually. Um, so I've been having this idea. And it's actually been a necessity more than like a desire for me. To move the fuck out. And to go look for a work in another state. Like everybody else. Because basically it's fucking normal. Okay. But apparently in my family it's not. It's never normal. I have to stay to provide them with the narcissistic supply they need. The narcissist and the flying monkey. And I think you already know the members. So, anyway, I mentioned this topic about getting a job in another state because I want to be independent, I want to move out, I want to meet friends, I want to actually have the ability to make friends again. It's been so long since I haven't made any connections with people. It feels so alone, it's just terrible. So, and, and also, I'm gonna be responsible, you know, I can take care of bills, I can actually, like, have 
the ability to budget my money when I'm working and everything, but that's always a dream if, you know, the narcissist hears about it. But not only that, but if you talk about it to the narcissist, it's a fucking nightmare. So when I mentioned this topic, um, they were all like they were going to cry. Like the narcissist and the flying monkey. Um, they were both... <clears throat> Like, I can hear them whispering to each other, like, oh my god, did you see that? Did you hear her? Like, what would you say that? And what the, that bitch has said that? That bitch has said that? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay, I can see what your guy's doing there. I'm not, like, looking, like, I'm not sneaking on them and just looking at what they're saying. But I can tell they're whispering. But then they came to me and they were like, oh, we don't want you to go, like, you have everything here, everything's cooked and well-prepared, and you're taken care of, you have your own bed here, you have your own breakfast and lunch and dinner, it's already cooked, it's already made for you, if you go there, you're gonna have to worry about the bills, and gonna have to worry about the rent, and it's never gonna be enough for you, and you're gonna have to take transport all the time to get here, and, um, and it, it's going to be tiring and it's going to be exhausting along with the job and you're never going to be able to save money and oh my goodness the problem with these people is my ability to save money like for fuck's sake with this amount of f- stupid fucking salary am i even able to save money it's already enough like if i'm already able to only spend my stupid small salary on my braces a few clothings and some transportation and food, if that's enough, that's already enough. Like, I can't even say because it's it's literally, like, like at the bar. Like, it's not, you know, extra. There isn't any extra money that's left for me to save. So, I can't even save. Like, how could you say that? But, of course, it's logical and makes sense to them because I can't move out because they're providing everything for me and they're, feel- and they're feeling so pitiful and how do I even escape and why would I even go there? And they're, they're, um, they're being martyrs at the time. Like they were acting like martyrs and we take care of you. We love you. We, we, we want your best interest. I swear to God, I was looking at them with this dead inside stare. Oh, I'm not even kidding. The amount of rebel, should I say rebellion? No. Yes? I forgot. Rebel? I don't know. I forgot the noun. The amount of rebel that I had inside me to want to fucking get away and just, you know, go rent somewhere, somewhere else and just move out. Get some fucking suitcases and actually pack my clothes and leave. It was so strong. It still is, actually. It still is to this day. I can't stop thinking about it. Because here, at home, quote-unquote home, you're treated like a fucking child. You're, you're, despite your chronological age, if you're in your 20s, early, mid, late 20s, or even 30s, worse yet, you're still treated like a child. You're considered to be a child. You're, quote-unquote, supposed to be a child. 
And you're never allowed to complain about anything. You're supposed to be grateful. You're supposed to always say thank you. I appreciate this. I appreciate that. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing that. And what you hear? Silence. Oh my goodness. These people are just incredible. Like, damned if you don't thank them. Like, you'll be damned if you don't thank them. They'll tell you, how dare you? How can you be so ungrateful? Why are you complaining so much? And you're fucking damned if you are grateful. You never hear something positive back if you say, if you say thank you. Like, they're so bitter and unhappy. Like, what the fuck? Why do we have to take responsibility for that? Oh my goodness. Jesus. Lord help me. (sighs) Tough topic. Tough, tough, tough topic. Especially the flying monkey. The flying monkey is like the loyal servant of the narcissist. They're always by the side of the narcissist. Do not trust the flying monkey. Do not give a damn about what a flying monkey wants or needs from you because all they do and all they want is for you to give them narcissistic supply, okay? And for you to comply to what they want and for you to be obedient the whole time. And I fucking hate the word obey and all of its, like, like all of its, uh, how do we say it, uh, roots. All of its like uh, equivalent words. I just hate that word. But they want you to be obedient. And they want you to be thankful the whole time. And they want you to be grateful. You can't complain. You can't be sad. You can't be angry with stuff. You can't not do that. It's out of. Uh, it's illegal. It's fucking illegal in narcissistic families. Oh, so yeah. I guess you get the drill. And finally. From this article. I think this was my personal interpretation or in the article i forgot anyway so here to conclude basically wait actually um the thing before the last sorry the worst thing is that these people would be fooled by them and so instead of every uh even trying to learn your side of the story your side of the story Even instead of trying to learn your side of the story, they'd start admonishing you on your alleged bad behavior. Remember, it's always about that bad behavior that you did. How come you did that? Why did you do that? And that bad behavior is always going to be blamed for it. And it's always going to be a huge guilt trip on your bad behavior. So to conclude, your best bet is to act rational, logical, and calm. I I know, okay, listen, I know it's difficult, it's challenging, it's absolutely sometimes even impossible to have to be rational, logical, and calm, because a lot of the times, so many situations will drive you nuts and will get you insane to the point where you don't want to, you want to fucking lose it. You want to lose your mind, you want to lose control, you want to act and just be a monster, okay? But it's unfortunately, that's going to backfire on you. That's never going to work in your best interest. I'm sorry to tell you that, but that's how it is. So, let them finish speaking, which is never... (laughs) Which is endless, by the way. 
um, cross-question them, if that's even possible, point out the obvious flaws in their statements, and walk out of that situation with your head held high. Okay? If you can, of course, point out the obvious flaws in their statements without being manipulated and gaslit, uh, I advise you to be extremely careful with that, okay? Because you don't want to do that. Eventually, what we're going to do, what you want to gonna do is quit the whole thing silently. Just make your move silently and get out of the situation with your, he- with your head held high, but very quietly and um, subtly. And they'll only come out to find out that you actually left without causing this war, okay? Because if you're going to be, like, rational and explaining and justifying and being rational with them and identifying flaws with their statements, I mean, if you're going to attempt to do that, it's going to be a war, okay? And this war is meant to not be winnable for you. You're never going to win the war with a narcissist and their flying monkeys. Remember, it's one against many. Okay, so it's already an unfair war. Already the result that you're gonna, the odds of you winning are very much, like 99.9% slim to nothing. Okay, so really just be careful. And your best bet in all this is to leave and go no contact. You're better off without the Trojan virus and its children. (laughs) So just leave, you know, just seriously leave. Okay, um, so this is it for this episode. I hope, um, you enjoyed listening to this episode and got something out of it as much as I enjoyed recording it. Even though my voice is kind of dry and kind of weird, but anyway, I hope it wasn't as bad as I expect it to be. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure it's good. So yeah, uh, don't forget to check out the Facebook and Instagram pages as well as the merch and website that I recently published. I'll post the links in the show notes for you to see. And Patreon, okay, if you want to donate and support this podcast and see it successful and thriving, please do. It's always appreciated. You're going to be given a special shout out to you on Patreon as well as Anchor. And if you have any questions or suggestions or anything you want to talk about or any sort of thing you want me to talk about or you want to talk about it with me, please don't hesitate to message me on Anchor. I'll be happy to consider your requests. And as always, I'll see you in the next episode.